Let's have a talk about the sales returns of inventory. Think about what's happened. You, the business, have sold inventory to a credit customer, an accounts receivable. That's good. You made a sale, accrual accounting, revenue has been earned. Then, for some reason, and it's usually because of damaged goods or damaged inventory, that same customer contacts you and they say, hey, can we please return this inventory because it's damaged, etc." And you say, yes, you don't like sales returns. Sales returns is the opposite of sales. It's a negative revenue. So you're not happy about sales returns. But this transaction happens from time to time. So if there is a sales return, it will be evidenced by a credit note, a credit note, and your name, the name of the business that agrees to the uh, sales return, the name will be on top of that credit note. And the name of the customer, the accounts receivable, will be somewhere else on that same document. So look to see whose name is on top. If it's the business's name that we are accounting for, its name will be on top. It must be a sales return. Um, so what happens then? Then we have to record the sales returns into the various records. So think about the um, inventory card. It'll go into the in column, in column, and the value of the inventory in the balance column will increase. So sales returns uh, goes into the in column to increase the value of the inventory on hand. Uh, in the general journal, it's quite a large entry. So let's uh, try and re uh, remember this one. Um, there's a new account called sales returns. It's a negative revenue item. Uh, it's going to be debited. So that makes sense. Sales revenue is credited. Sales returns, negative revenue is going to be debited. So debit sales returns, debit the GST clearing, and that makes sense because when you had the original sale, that would have been a credit to GST clearing. Now that the sale has been returned, you've got to cancel it out. So you debit GST clearing and you would credit uh, the accounts receivable, the asset, the, the debtor, with that full amount of the credit note. So debit sales returns, debit GST clearing, and credit accounts receivable to reduce the value of that current asset. But there's more. You have to also, of course, account for the cost price of the return. So this will be the same value as you just recorded in the in column of your inventory card. So you would debit inventory with that cost price and you would credit cost of sales uh, to cancel out the original debit you would have made when that same inventory was sold. Then, of course, there'd be some sort of narration, and that narration would include reference to the credit note, which is the evidence of the sales returns. So in summary, that uh, general journal entry, debit sales returns, debit GST clearing, credit accounts receivable, and to account for the cost price of the return, debit inventory, credit cost of sales. Then, of course, uh, you would post that same transaction to the ledger accounts. So you would be, once again, in no particular order, debiting inventory, crediting cost of sales. That would be for the cost price, of course. You'd be crediting the accounts receivable, the full value of the credit note. And you would debit this new account called sales returns and debit the GST clearing account.
lots of entries for a sales returns. What about the impact on the accounting equation? Uh, have a think about that. Stock or inventory has come back. So there's an increase in inventory. The cost price of the inventory goes up. But there's also a decrease in the accounts receivable by the full amount of the credit note. So there'll be a net decrease in the assets, a net decrease. The decrease in accounts receivable will be more than the increase in inventory. Liabilities, there's going to be a decrease in the GST clearing. So the um, value of that GST liability is going to be decreased. And with the owner's equity, there's a double effect. There's going to be a decrease uh, in the owner's equity due to the sales returns. There's also going to be an increase in owner's equity due to the reduction in cost of sales. That sounds a bit strange. Cost of sales has been reduced by the return because part of the sale has come back. So the decrease in the expense, cost of sales, has the effect of increasing owner's equity. And then there is, of course, a decrease in owner's equity due to the value of the full credit sales returns. So that's quite complicated, the impact on the accounting equation. So once again, if sales returns occurred frequently, the management team should investigate the reason. What is the reason for the sales return? It might be your fault. It might be that in your dispatch department, for example, this stock, the inventory has not been handled carefully enough and it's been damaged. Hence, there are returns from the customers. So if there are frequent sales returns, management should investigate the reason for the sales return and uh, try to come up with some remedy to that situation. Uh, remember the uh, statements that are issued by the business to the creditor, to the uh, debtor, sorry. So uh, us, the business, would at the end of the month send out a statement to the accounts receivable, the old debtor, and on that statement, it would also include any sales returns. You'll be able to pick it up easily because it'll refer to a credit note. So on the statement to the accounts receivable, if there's a sales return, it'll be evidenced by a credit note and the balance column will be reduced by the value of that credit note. Let's think about the uh, reports, the three reports, cash flow statement, income statement, balance sheet. The cash flow statement, there's no effect, no effect at all because with the VC accounting, there is um, no cash returns. The returns are always from an account receivable or to an accounts payable. So there's no impact on the cash flow statement with returns, either sales returns or purchases returns. The income statement, there is a double impact. In the income statement, you're going to have sales at the top but underneath that, from now on, often there'll be less sales returns. So sales, less sales returns. So the value of sales will be reduced by any sales returns. So you have this sort of net figure, net sales. Net sales is sales less any sales returns, a negative revenue item, sales returns. And the cost of goods sold will also be changed or affected by sales returns. The cost of sales will be less because a part of the sale has come back. So we have to adjust the cost of sales by the cost price of that return. So there's a 
and affecting the income statement up with revenue, sales less any sales returns, that reduces the overall effect of the revenue, uh, net sales is reduced, and cost of sales is going to be reduced as well by the cost price of, of the return. The balance sheet, well, we know the balance sheet is the accounting equation, and we've already talked about the impact on the accounting equation, which is quite complicated. So sales returns is quite complicated. There's a lot of accounting to do with sales returns. So you require a little bit of practice, and in particular, try and remember the debits and credits associated with the sales return in the general journal. Sales returns.